This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, most GSA child care facilities did not test their drinking water after returning from the COVID shutdown. Bipartisan lawmakers are looking to limit the ability of some feds to trade individual stocks. And the Biden administration fills two brand new positions to government. Those stories and more in today's federal newscast. It's Tuesday, September 13th, 2022. Welcome to today's episode of the federal newscast. I'm Peter Masurlian. When the General Services Administration reopened its child care facilities after the COVID shutdown, it did not test the water, according to a GSA Inspector General's audit. In some cases, that meant children and staff were exposed to elevated levels of contaminants like lead and copper in their drinking water. The IG says that 71 of the agency's 74 child care centers failed to test their water after reopening in 2020, and even those that did failed to follow protocols potentially missing some contaminants. The audit recommends thorough flushing and comprehensive testing. Other transaction agreements, or OTAs, let the Defense Department award contracts without following most of its usual procurement rules, but they're only supposed to be used in certain circumstances, like when the company doing the work does not normally work with DOD. But a new report from the Pentagon's Inspector General documents some major loopholes. For instance, huge companies like Microsoft and Verizon won OTAs, even though they do hundreds of millions of dollars in defense work each year. The IG also found defense contractors sometimes set up brand new subsidiaries just to bid on OTAs. The federal judiciary awards a major contract to keep its aging case management systems up and running. The blanket purchase agreement to GDIT is worth up to $300 million over the next five years. Judicial administrators say they want to use the contract for a wide range of services, including agile application development and cybersecurity. But procurement documents don't specifically address whether the contract will improve PACER. That's the creaky and widely criticized website the judicial branch uses to make electronic court documents available to the public for a charge of $0.10 per page. Bipartisan lawmakers are looking to limit some Fed's ability to hold or trade individual stocks. Texas Republican Michael Cloud and Maine Democrat Jared Golden have introduced the Divest Act, raising concerns about senior officials' access to sensitive information that could influence stock trades. Under the legislation, the president, vice president, and senior federal employees, as well as their spouses, would be banned from actively trading stocks while working for the government. The legislation would still allow investments in mutual funds, exchange-traded funds, and treasury bonds. The first report from a technology studies group calls for a new public-private model to win the technology competition with China. Federal News Network's Justin Doubleday reports. This special competitive studies project is urging the government to set grand technology objectives to galvanize innovation in key areas like biotechnology and artificial intelligence. The nonprofit is out with its first report as a follow-up to the influential National Security Commission on AI. 
The report also suggests bringing government, industry, and academia together to develop a national process for identifying important emerging technologies. Justin Doubleday, Federal News Network. DOD takes dramatic action to deal with delays in a new government-wide acquisition system. Federal News Network's Jason Miller has the details. The delays have gotten so bad with the transition to the new unique entity identifier, or UEI, on SAM.gov that the Defense Department isn't requiring contractors to have a new number to do business with them for the next six weeks. The Defense Pricing and Contracting Office issued a deviation to the FAR last week that lets contracting offices do business with companies who aren't fully registered in the government-wide acquisition system. DOD says the company just has to prove it has initiated or attempted to start the SAM registration process. Jason Miller, Federal News Network. The Biden administration fills two positions that are new to government and will run key initiatives. The White House appointed Dr. Renee Wegerson as the director of the Advanced Research Projects Agency for Health, or ARPA-H. The White House established the new research arm in May within the National Institutes of Health. Meanwhile, OMB is naming Elizabeth Carr as tribal advisor to the director. The position is the first of its kind at OMB, created out of conversations with tribal leaders. Carr will help coordinate tribal priorities across OMB's budgetary, management, and regulatory functions while working with other key leaders across government. The Federal Labor Relations Authority issues a complaint against one leader at the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission. Federal News Network's Drew Friedman has more. The authority claims that EEOC's field office director in Tampa, Florida, violated federal labor law by moving the bargaining unit out of its office location without holding union negotiations. The American Federation of Government Employees filed two unfair labor practice complaints last year against EEOC regarding the mandated office evacuation. The commission says it's in the process of reviewing the complaint. Drew Friedman, Federal News Network. The Small Business Administration may have paid out COVID relief funds to overseas fraudsters. A review by the SBA Office of Inspector General found a number of applications for economic injury disaster loans from foreign IP addresses had been flagged as fraudulent but not properly reviewed. SBA paid more than $1.3 billion in loans, grants and advances to applicants from foreign IP addresses between March 2020 and November 2021. Congress is inching closer to a stopgap funding bill. House Majority Leader Steny Hoyer says Congress will pass a continuing resolution this year and that the Senate is likely to move first on the bill to avoid a government shutdown. Hoyer tells Bloomberg TV that he hopes the Senate will move this week or early next week to be able to meet the September 30th deadline. The House is set to vote on a bill revoking the Securities and Exchange Commission's real estate leasing authority. Since 1990, the SEC has had the authority to handle its own leases, a job typically handled by the General Services Administration. D.C. Delegate Eleanor Holmes Norton first introduced this bill in 2011 after the SEC engaged in an improper lease. The bill, if passed, would put the GSA in charge of handling SEC real estate procurements. The Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency is asking for feedback on landmark cyber incident reporting rules. CISA also plans to hold public listening sessions in 11 cities around the country this fall. The new rules will require critical infrastructure operators to report cyber incidents to CISA within 72 hours and ransomware attacks within 24 hours. But first, the agency needs to write the regulations. Find these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com.
for the Federal Newscast of Tuesday, September 13th, 2022. I'm Peter Masurlian. Reconnect with a carpool or van pool. Even if you're commuting just a few days a week, Commuter Connections can match you with others that live and work near or at the same place as you. Prefer taking the bus or train? There's never been a better time to reconnect with transit. Plus, you have the added comfort of knowing Guaranteed Ride Home is there for any unexpected emergency for free. For more options, visit commuterconnections.org or call 1-800-745-RIDE. Some restrictions apply.